We're watching the party suddenly suspend or pretend to drop mass diktats. Pretend because they're not really dropping them. They're still foisting them upon the uninjected. So with this part of the Great Reset changing, what's next? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made and... Today, this day, is the day that the Lord has decided you will wake up, draw breath, and have another opportunity to improve, well, family legacy. This is also the times in which God has decided we shall live. Next hour, we're going to talk about... uh, (laughs) It just occurred to me that we keep saying these are the times, the days in which God has decided we shall live... It occurred to me that this is the time where God said, Justin Trudeau is going to face a whole bunch of truckers and you're going to experience the um, the illusion of control. That's the next hour. Old radio guy, that's what you do. It's called teasing forward. So all over the country, um, there, in fact, all over the globe, <laughs> oh, the science has changed. All over the globe now. It, the science has changed and Omicron has changed and, and we're finding out the woke masks. Well, we're not going to wear the woke masks unless you've not been injected and then you have to wear the woke masks and some people don't have to wear the woke masks at all. And, and I'm also noticing this, that all the sudden, all of a sudden there's all sorts of feature pieces on, oh, look, Democrats don't wear the woke masks. Guys, we've been talking about this. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So I got There's phrases that I have to ban. One of them is we've been talking about this forever. And yet I have to admit with something, uh, this is such a terrible admission. It's so frustrating. This, this is man. This is probably a sin. This is probably me coveting. It is so frustrating for all of us who've been part of this radio show. And I count you in the radio family now in the podcast family. How frustrating is it for you as, as a fellow human to have your friends, it's partly, it's part, I'm partly glad to have my friends now waking up to some of this stuff, but it's partly maddening. And in frankly, in media, to be frank with you, it's, it's deeply, it's offensive and it shouldn't be, I should just be happy. And then this is probably just, just my pettiness, but I saw this big feature on foxnews.com the other day that well, Democrats caught not wearing masks. What? Caught. Like they're hiding it? (laughs) Like they even try to pretend anymore? I mean, what's so maddening about this is I want to say, wow, cool story, bro. Same story we've been telling for 700 days. (laughs) This This has been the case since this began. And I just question, why now? Well, I mean, the obvious answer is there's an election. That's the obvious answer. And Joe Biden's, now there's a Rasmussen poll. There's a Rasmussen poll that shows Joe Biden 
54% of Americans think that the figurehead is the worst president in United States history. One year after he was installed. 54%. And there's a lot to this. It's not just COVID because believe it or not, Somehow, there's still people who give Joe Biden you know, good numbers or, or good approval for his, quote, job of, quote, handling COVID. It's all the other things. It's the gas prices. It's the inflation. It's watching the world, the bosses of the world, Putin and the dictator of China, do exactly what you thought they would do when you install a person like Joe Biden, who is corrupt who is owned, who is co-opted by, by uh, clearly China. $54 million to his family, that's corruption. Peter Schweitzer's book details that. And probably to Russia, given Hunter's amazing luck at getting paid, what, 280 grand a month to consult an oil and gas company with absolutely no experience in oil and gas on Hunter's behalf. So part of it is there's an election coming. But my question is, now that we're shifting gears in this portion of the Great Reset, which began in March of 2020, what's next? Well, you know what the funny answer is? Nothing. Nothing's next. You're in next. They've already got next. Now, let me unpack that a little bit. Jen Psaki, we'll get to her. She's once again, she said the most interesting phrase. She said, we're not quite sure this is the new normal yet. We're not quite sure this is the new normal yet. No, it is. The party has taken ground and Americans and Canadians and Australians and New Zealanders have allowed them to take ground. This is global. To pretend otherwise is hilariously silly. It's global. They've taken ground in an extraordinary way. One of Joe Biden's bosses, Jen Psaki, has effectively demanded that a European country, Spotify, cancel an American, Joe Rogan, from having access to a supposed platform. Spotify is supposedly a platform. It's not. This is an editorial entity. And I'm deeply appreciative of the fact that they have kept Joe Rogan on. I shouldn't be. It should be a foregone conclusion. So as they start to suspend or change or modify and in some cases do away with the mask diktats, The residue of the masks is not just on our faces. It's not just on the faces of the children. It's not just in respiratory problems. It's not just in tooth and gum disease. It's not just in little kids who will not develop the the, the mirrored synapses in their brains will not develop. It's not just in a generation of kids who have trouble reading human emotion. 
It's not just in little kids who have been taught from day one that they are sources of disease, that they are dirty and that they are filthy. And that the adults around them in school can you know, go traipsing about with no masks, but they must wear them. It's not just in the residue of kids who've been taught you will walk where the government tells you to walk. You will stay away from people the government tells you to stay away from. You will ignore basic facts such as I can smell my, my friend's tuna sandwich through my mask. Therefore, it's not stopping the virus. You will ignore all these things. It's not just that, that the residue is left behind. So what's next for the party? Nothing. You're living in next. They have seized what they wanted to seize. Now, certainly the party will have other moves. But in terms of what's immediately next, nothing. Always be deeply suspicious of immediate changes in the narrative and always remember as an example this. The New York Times attempted to take Trump out with Russia. They had 15 people working on Russia, 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 Russia. Next hour, Jimmy Carter, by the way. This is next hour during the illusion of control. Jimmy Carter has comments about the 2016 election. We'll get that coming up. So, In this circumstance, remember the New York Times newsroom, Russia, Russia, Russia. And when that didn't work, I think his name is Dean Logan. No, sorry. Ha! I'm speaking about elections next hour. Dean Logan's an L.A. elections guy. It was the head of the the newsroom for the New York Times. He called the meeting and he said, okay, uh, we built this newsroom around Russia, Russia, Russia. That hasn't worked out. Um, Let's pivot to racism. So the old gray lady didn't succeed in taking Trump out with the lies on Russia. So they pivoted to racism. So let's start, let's go right back to racism, racism, racism. Do you think that they didn't know that the Black Lives Matter Incorporated stuff was coming? Do you think they weren't briefed on that? So always be very suspicious of sudden changes in the narrative. This is the abortionist who was hired by CNN. Oh, by the way, did you hear Jonah Goldberg's going over that? You know what? That makes me so sad. Jonah. I had Jonah on a board of mine uh, for my company, Spin Spotter. He was the coolest dude. He was so cool. He was so helpful to us. It, I, Man, it just saddens me to watch people think that they're pursuing conservatism still, when in fact the game is now... That's, that's up. Yes, I'm a conservative. Yes, I'm a constitutional conservative. Yes, on a temporal basis, I believe all of our problems would be solved if we actually followed the actual constitution. Yes, I believe that as long as godly people enforce it. But John Adams said, look, our system is created for a moral and godly people that's completely insufficient for others, to paraphrase. So anyway, the, the abortionist Lena Wen. She was an abortionist at Planned Parenthood. And, and in one way, I actually have a begrudging tiny morsel of respect for Lena Wen in that she would not say that, that men can get pregnant. That's why she was let go from Planned Parenthood. She would not say pregnant people. So apparently her, her hypocrisy does know a few bounds. No, this Doc holiday. Apparently my hypocrisy knows no bounds. You're not a hypocrite, Doc. 
So here she is now after she has, this is a woman who has said that people should be forcibly injected. This is a woman who has said that uninjected people shouldn't be allowed to leave their houses. This is a woman who's effectively said that, that uninjected people should not be allowed to purchase food. And all of a sudden on CNN, she has a whole different look at things. I do. There was a and is a time and place for pandemic restrictions. But when they were put in, it was always with the understanding that they would be removed as soon as we can. And in this case, circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Also, the science has changed. We know that vaccines protect very well against Omicron, which is the dominant variant. Everyone five and older have widespread access to vaccines. And we also know about one-way masking, the idea that even if other people around you are not wearing masks, if you wear a high-quality mask, that also protects you, the wearer, too. And so in this case, I'm not saying, I don't think anyone really is saying that no one should ever wear masks, but rather that the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family, who can still decide that, that their child can wear a mask if needed everything everything she says about science is utter trash everything and when you you speak paragraphs like that in complete contravention of the truth i'm sorry to be i'm sorry to practice bible 101 thou shalt not lie bible 101 you get a little bit deeper into this. Thou sh- it's not it's not a commandment, but as as bosses in charge of people, you're not to bully, you're not to coerce, you're not to withhold wages. She has championed all of those things. Oh, and she you know you know kills babies. But all of a sudden, the science is, and then then Omicron that the the the, uh, the injections are very good against Omicron. They are. It's the least respondent to the injections. They're inert in the face of Omicron. Even the little tiny afterglow period, this little halo people got when they got injected before they became even more compromised. Doesn't exist at all with Omicron. But always be suspicious of sudden changes to the narrative. Because this has all the signs of mostly peaceful riots. Jen Psaki took another approach to this. So as Democrat mayors and others are dropping the diktats on the woke masks and the face diapers, or they're modifying them, or they're not. (laughs) This is from the separate country of Washington, a former state in 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 the United States. They took a poll. Como News is one of the uh, chief um, purveyors of COVID disinformation and misinformation over there. They took a poll in Washington state, and, and this is probably largely Seattle, on Twitter. Do you think Washington should ease mask diktats? They said mandates. Um, yes, 67.6% of people, no. No, 19.3% of people in Washington state still think that people should have to wear the woke masks and 13.1% of people say, yeah, we should, we should, we should have people stop wearing the woke masks, but not quite yet. 
So it's a total of 32% or so of people in Washington state said, no, no, these masks have worked so well. Let's just, let's just keep wearing them. So we get now close to what's next, which is nothing. You live in next. The party already has what the party wants. As long as we continue to give it to them. Jen Psaki was asked about a couple questions about the woke masks. And just listen. I know it's difficult. Trust me. I This is the third time I've had to hear it. I had to listen to it in prep and then say, yeah, I think I'll run that on the show. And I'm going to look. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I should leave the room, but I will, I'll run it again. This is the third time I've had to suffer through one of Joe Biden's bosses here, Jen Psaki. For there to be updated federal guidelines, just to avoid confusion, I think the administration has been clear that on other issues, there are sort of messaging issues that could have been a little bit more clear coming from the administration. So on this issue, do you think that that might be appropriate? Well, the guidance is very clear, which is that we recommend uh, masking in schools. Uh, That is the recommendation from the CDC. It is also true that at some point when the science and the data warrants, of course, our, our hope is that that's no longer the recommendation uh, and they are continually assessing that. But the guidance is very clear. It is also true that it has always been up to local school districts to make determinations about how to implement these uh, it's, it's also true that Joe Biden doesn't face an election yet. It's also true that Tony Fauci is retiring. It's also true that Rachel Walensky doesn't face any elections. It's also true they're part of the deep state. It's also true they're deeply invested in making sure every single person gets an injection. It's also true that they can't let go of this because they haven't yet reached their goals of injections, but they've reached their other goals. They've taken ground that they never should have been allowed to take. So if you're asking yourself what's next, you live in next. And the ground they've taken is ground that never ever should have been taken in the United States of America and the White House telling a company to ban a podcaster is part of that ground they've taken. That in and of itself is a violation of the spirit of the First Amendment. In fact, Glenn Greenwald makes the point that it's a direct violation of court rulings, that the government using private companies to get censorship they couldn't otherwise get is a violation of the First Amendment. It's simply employing government, it's simply employing companies to do what government cannot. But how is this a change? They made clear The White House works with social media companies to flag posts they want taken down. That's ground they have taken. You live in next. Disinformation and misinformation providers is now the new racism. You live in next. As Saki continued, and and in this, like just just think of why is it that all of a sudden the the so-called science has changed in the states? I hate that science is not a conclusion. It's a process. Why is it that it's changed in the states, but somehow it has not yet changed sufficiently at a federal level? Hey, Jen, uh, just to follow on that, you have said that you guys are in constant contact uh, with CDC about what it looks like to move forward. Uh, Can we expect the president to provide some sort of roadmap for how uh, states can transition out of a state of emergency, kind of akin to what he did with the winter strategy? 
we're in constant discussion internally about the moment we're in as it relates to COVID. And of course, uh, as the president said, I think during his press conference just two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, um, you know, we, we certainly don't see this moment now as the new normal. All right. There. There. I couldn't do that job. I couldn't. I'm, I look, I, it's not the, all those many things I'm good at. I'm really good at, at reading people. And <laughs> listening to Jen Psaki's brain, pulling words out of a word reservoir and just randomly stringing them together as she's, you know, just complete. Wait, I'm getting a follow up question. You guys are going to ask me again about masks and I have to pretend to answer this. And let me just pull up some random words from the denial machine. We're in constant discussions about the state of COVID as it exists now in this day. And what? As it exists now in this day. But then she said, we're not certain yet that this is the new normal. Hmm. Yeah, it is to them. It's not normal, and it lasts as long as we accept it. Hey, has Google disrespected your company? And it's it's probably not on purpose. I mean, if you're a small to medium-sized business, Google might not even know who you are. But their search engine may be disrespecting your results. This can be really, really bad. If you have a search, for instance, someone is in your town and they search, let's say, um, let's say um, extermination services near me or, or pest services near me. And Google thinks that you are not near them. That could be a customer lost, or it could show that you're closed or that you, that, that doesn't know about your 800 number. And the worst case scenario is people go search the name of your company. So whatever you do, small to medium sized business, they go to Google and they search for that. And you're not on the first page or in the first five search results. Right. That can be really bad because people are busy and they'll go to, okay, I can't find them. I'll use these guys. There's also people who steal and they're really good at it. Steal the Google search results that should belong to you. Now, my friend Dave at uh, Dave, the digital at Greenhaven Interactive has been in the tech business for decades. He's extremely successful and yet very, very, very Easy to get in touch with. You'll work with Dave. You'll work with his team directly. He is a practitioner of search engine optimization. What this means is they'll look at your site as it exists today. They'll look at the search results. They'll find out why you're not getting the respect you deserve from Google's search engine or maps, et cetera, Google maps. They'll come back to you and say, here's why this is probably happening. And then they'll go about with your permission, changing it and fixing it. And his goal is to bring you up in search. He did it for us in weeks weeks and we had to we and we weren't there was nothing nefarious going on but this the the todd herman show had been the property of my radio company or not my company but the company that did the radio show had the radio show we had to go through and 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 make sure that people go to the todd herman show.com when amazon's not amazon is running ads for our podcast that's weird no, that's really weird. I, someone running a business call the other day, we, we, someone searched the Todd Herman show and said, wait a minute, why is Amazon running ads for us? I said, don't ask, just let them do it. So in that case, Amazon's paying Google for those ads. You don't pay Google. You pay Dave the digital. Okay, he is a Christian conservative in a business otherwise dominated by atheist liberals and he's easy to get in touch with. So get the respect that you deserve from the Google search engine, get in touch with Dave, the digital, just go to green Haven 
greenhaveninteractive.com. That's greenhaveninteractive.com. If you're wondering why the name, Dave is also uh, a farmer. Actually, he's a farmer and spends most of his time doing digital at greenhaveninteractive.com. So Jen Psaki says, we're not certain this is yet the new normal. Indeed. Well, it is. It is the new normal. If we allow it to be. The new normal is this. These are the dynamics of the new normal. If you get labeled a provider of disinformation or misinformation, you are on a path to being virtually silenced by your government. They don't have to prove what you say is disinformation. They don't have to confront it. They can continue to put out blatant lies like the abortionist at CNN. Like, and we'll talk about this next hour. Your military is lying to your soldiers. There is a counseling form. It's, it's not a counseling form. I mean, that's what they're calling it. It's not a counseling form at all. It's a form that's being used to bully people. It's called Military Counseling Form 4856. And it is blatantly dishonest. And it's being used to bully service members into getting these injections. And it's misinformation and disinformation. But since it comes from the government, it's okay. That's part of the new normal. That's part of the state of things if we let it be. And that dynamic with the military, we'll talk about this next hour, sets up a very dangerous thing. Soldiers are going to be forced to, um, to pretend or uh, to follow a lie, to take an order based upon a blatant series of lies or lose their jobs. And the key lie, we'll talk about this next hour, is they're being told they have to take an injection that's received full approval from the FDA. Those aren't available. In the United States, no one is getting those injections. Oh, it's a legal technicality. They're basically the same thing. Yeah, but they're not. So part of what they have achieved and what they are going to continue to try to make normal is the government silencing people. And I will say again, I love that the Lord God doesn't silence. Well, he has occasionally. He has. Um, he has silenced people when, uh, when they're expressing skepticism about, uh, for instance, um, the father of, of John the Baptist, I believe, was silenced. Because he was not ready to, to receive the miracle of which had, which had been foretold. But when, when the Lord Jesus walked the earth and walked as fully God, fully human, walked the earth, he didn't silence people. Let us come, let us reason together. Apostle Paul, again and again, come, let us reason. The Lord Jesus reasoned with people, talked with people. He, he didn't, I mean, yeah, sometimes he argued, but they ended very quickly because being God, he was a lot smarter than them. But he didn't need to stop and entertain the Pharisees. He didn't need to stop and talk to the Sadducees. He didn't need to do any of that. He simply could have just silenced them. He could have looked at them and said, stop talking, and they would have been mute. Well, that would have changed the minds. 
That would have forced people to, oh, oh, that would have forced people. The new normal they hope to cement is force. Years ago, I created a phrase for the Democrat Party called the Party of Brute Force. I should have trademarked that because you're seeing the Party of Brute Force. But in this dynamic, find me the rock-ribbed conservative Republican who's standing up, not for Joe Rogan's use of the N-word. That's, that's hard to defend and shouldn't be defended. It should be contextualized. It should should be compared. Howard Stern wears blackface and says the word, the N-word, to shock. He says it 50, 60 times, often in blackface. To black women. And Howard Stern's fine. Don Winslow, who wants The Rock canceled, this author puts the N-word all through his books. Now they're coming out of the words of the, the mouths of characters. In the case of Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan was talking about other people saying the N-word, like the, the comedian Red Fox. So you, you can't, you know, why defend an, a disgusting, horrible word like that? You can contextualize it and you can, 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 can defend this. There are Republicans who put out tweets, I stand with Joe Rogan. Where is the Republican Party who's willing to go at the White House and say, you are, you are demanding that companies silence people? When did you achieve the right to demand the silencing of anybody? Well, there's this. Well, do you think they want it to? Why don't Republicans like to talk about vote fraud? I mean, they would never use it for themselves ever. So what's next? You live in next. And my friend Zach Abraham has been helping people get out of companies who are demanding injection diktats. So you may look at your retirement and you may say, man, uh, I don't know if I can retire. It seems really, really risky right now, but my company's demanding the diktats so that the mass, the, the injections. Well, Zach, chief investment officer, Bulwark Capital Management is entirely focused on risk management. Yes, there's upside. He wants to make sure that your investments grow. He is a great steward of other people's money and his own. So that's a primary thing. But the focus is risk management. That's all about that at Bulwark Capital Management. And that is part of the dynamic they're going to look at when you call them to say, hey, look, my company has a retirement plan. I've got a 401k or I've got, I've got a pension. Some companies still have pensions. And I need to know if I could retire today. Zach will run the numbers with you. And, and Zach, he's been through it. He's been through the downs and the downs and the ups and the, the ups have lasted a good long time now. And this company, he and his wife run together. Bulwark Capital Management, very successful. So he'll run this through with you. Now, people tried this at Boeing and they got in touch with Zach. And, and most of them, when they called Zach, said, I don't think I can possibly retire. Zach ran the numbers and said, no, no, you're good. You can retire. Good to go. Over half of them, 
So if you want to find out if you can retire from an expert who deeply cares about his fiduciary, the responsibilities to himself, and more importantly, more importantly, his, his primary duty to God Almighty to be a good, wise steward, just get in touch with Zach Abraham. Call him and see if you can retire. He's at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice, please understand, investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. The new normal. Part of this is the government has the right to tell you to stick stuff in your body or let them stick it in you. The new normal, as they would have it, and it's not normal. And incidentally, it's not new. This is recycled ground. Freedom, as Dr. Walter Williams said, one of the great, great fill-ins for Rush, Dr. Walter Williams said that freedom is not the natural state of things. No, we've achieved freedom. We've fought for freedom. It's, it's expected in our country because we fought for it. But the what's next for the Great Reset is... They can stick stuff in you if they want to. They can put stuff on your kid's face if they want to. And more importantly to this discussion, they can silence you if they want to silence you. And part of this new setup is you have so-called journalists who are cheering the silencing of other journalists. You can call you can call Rogan a comedian. Those lines are blurring. Joe Rogan had more news on his podcast in relation to the COVID flu than CNN ever aired once. You go through the, you go, you know what? In the three hour, no, in the six hours he did with Berenson and Dr. Malone, Joe Rogan provided more actual news and information than CNN ever did throughout their entire history of COVID coverage, period. This is the network that said Trump told people to inject themselves with bleach. This is the network that told people Trump told people to drink, um, to drink fish aquarium mix. This is the network that told people that everybody was at equal risk from the COVID flu. This is the network that attacked people for saying there was any possibility this came from the Wuhan lab. This is the network that has pretended that masks work even as their own anchors don't wear them in public. This is the network that actually staged their former disgraced anchor, Chris Cuomo, coming out of quarantine after he had the COVID flu, even though he had already broken quarantine and had been traipsing about New York City without a mask. This is the network that passed on questions to one candidate in a debate and not to the others. This is the premier fake news network. And two of their premier fake newsers, Brian Stelter, and Jimmy Acosta had a discussion about Joe Rogan. Oliver Darcy, Brian Stelter's partner, Oliver once wrote a, a piece of disinformation about me. Oliver Darcy has suggested that Joe Rogan should be taken off the air for interviewing experts. 
It's not because at one time Joe Rogan ill-advisedly used the, um, the, the N-word or even more ill-advisedly talked about a black neighborhood as if it was the planet of the apes. Not, not, not defensible, and he admits it. So these people at the fake news network, as part of what's next in the Great Reset, they have cemented their position. People with whom they disagree should be taken off the air. Never mind the fact that they had an anchor who was helping his brother, the governor, in his PR battle with women. He had sexually abused, according to those sources and the court rulings, and and that he had killed old people by putting them, COVID-positive people, in nursing homes. Never mind that Chris Cuomo was doing all of that. Never mind that they had a, a contributor who decided to sexually pleasure himself during a Zoom call. And was brought back to the network. And they made a woman ask him about it. It was a woman who had to say, obviously, um, you know, you were uh, sexually pleasuring yourself in view of other people. And what do you have to say about that? And he said, well, if someone had told me that was wrong. Is that wrong? Because if I'd known he did the Seinfeld, he didn't really do that. He, tried, he, he pretended to apologize. So from fake news central, part of the place where the party has taken us now, it's the expectation that water carrying party members of the party, pharma, media, tech, academia, deep state, all of them align against the target of the day. In this case, it's Joe Rogan. Just just unbelievable. Um, let's bring in CNN's chief media correspondent, Brian Stelter. Uh, Brian, uh, what is Joe Rogan now saying? He is now apologizing, and we're going to find out if that's enough for Spotify, the company that has an exclusive distribution deal with him. Jim, this is all coming to light because of the recent controversy about anti-vaccine rhetoric on Rogan's podcast. Some artists uh, decided to quit the service. One of them, India Ari, pointed out this video, this compilation video, and, and pointed out that the language Rogan has used around race in the past is just as or maybe even more problematic than his rhetoric about vaccines. We know Rogan's show is, is known for its fresh and, and frank and unvarnished conversations. That's why his, his fans like the show. But this compilation, this, this use of the N-word so many times in the past may be too much, even for some of his defenders to bear, but here is in Rogan's own words, part of his apology. Right. So, so then they play and they played some of the things that they, they played this package that is a professional hit against Rogan. It's a PR hit. Someone was hired and paid to do this. I know because I have involved myself in trash like that. Yeah. Back in the day when I worked in DC, we put together hits on people like this. And I'm somewhat ashamed of the fact that I uh, uh, helped coordinate a hit against a journalist. Now, I think that he's a deeply dishonest man, and I think that he wants to destroy America. And um, it's something that I wouldn't do again. It was very, very effective. It was, it was devastating, actually. And it destroyed something that, that he'd spent a long time working on. Dang it. I just talked myself into, I need to apologize to him. That was an ungodly thing I did. Wow. Sorry for uh, processing therapeutically with you. Wow. Man, it's always a process of having the Holy Spirit work through you. Here I am talking about that massive log 
Well, massive, massive speck in the eye of CNN and just a big log just popped out of my head. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Do I dare continue to critique CNN? I guess I will. (laughs) Goodness. Hey, if you appreciate this particular episode or you like this podcast, we have a goal. It is audacious and without God and without you, it is unachievable. But with all with God, all things are achievable. We want to grow the podcast tenfold. It's absurd. And yet with God, all things are possible. We've already seen 64% end over end, uh, month over month growth, 64%. So this is achievable if we all join together. We are the world. If we all join together and share the show with friends. In fact, if everybody who listens to this program shared it with 10 friends and they shared it with 10 friends, it'll be over. The best way to do that is through email. Social media is fantastic. Thank you for that. The best way to do it is to take your favorite episode, email it to 10 friends and like customize it for them. If you have friends who hate CNN, send it to them. If you have friends who are, who are curious, why are the mass diktats being modified? What's next in all this? Send this to them. If you agree with my analysis. And just put a little note. So just send that to them through the email and suggest that they give it a try. That's how we reach this goal of, of, of 10 times growth. That's going to freak people out, by the way, that a God-centered podcast can do that. That's going to flat wig the party. But all things are achievable with God. So I understand hits. Like the hit was taken out on Joe Rogan. This is a professional thing because I had engaged in that form of filthy skullduggery. Because I am guilty of that. I haven't done it in years. I would never do it again. Now I got to figure out if, if I should go apologize. Well, I now I, I have to go apologize to this guy. He doesn't know I did it. Ah, man. Yo, wait, I have signed an end non-disclosure agreement. I can't admit this. I, I have to take this to the father. I have to go boldly before the throne and, and ask for forgiveness. And so I will. So Brian Stelter and Jimmy Acosta continued. They played some more of what Rogan said, and, and they, they, they referenced the Planet of the Apes remark, which is not defensible. And Rogan himself admits it's not defensible. They continued with their insistence that Joe Rogan be canceled. And, and you and I both know um, it, that that compilation right there, which he has admitted to is, is uh, you know, authentic. That would be enough to put anybody out of a job. I mean, to me, I, it, it's, it seems untenable to have that kind of video surface, that kind of compilation surface, and keep one's job. Um, but, Brian, there's another video that Patriot Takes put out, which I also want to play. It's a story uh, Joe Rogan is telling of when he went to see what he describes as the planet of the apes. It, it, it's awful, but just show it. And it's, it's awful, but man, let's watch it. So you can see how awful it is. Um, And incidentally, they're not curious about who Patriot Takes are. They're not curious about their funding. It's the same thing with this ridiculous organization, the Center for Countering Digital Hate. It's run by one dude. And a a board, a nominal board. And these guys, they, they get quoted all the time as they're somehow, they are the deciders of what is misinformation and disinformation. They're the ones who have it in for Dr. Mercola. They're the ones who have it in for people like that. 
And no one says, who is this group? It's astroturfed. At least these guys had, (laughs) at least they put a name on themselves. But the comparison, Joe Rogan said the N-word, and it's not defensible, and he's not trying to defend it. And that network got cops killed. They came out and said countless times, Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, was shot in the back by two police officers as he attempted to flee a scene. Even after the knife was found, Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, shot by two police officers in the back as he attempted to flee. Even as the footage came out and Jacob Blake was seen fighting with the cops and the knife became visible. Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, shot in the back by two police officers as he attempted to flee the scene. Even after the 911 calls came out and we knew that two black women called the police to beg, hey, he's stealing. Well, number one, he's here to rape us again. Number two, he's stealing our baby. Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man shot in the back by police as he attempted to flee. Uttering the word, the N-word. is an awful thing. It's an awful word. There are words I try desperately not to utter. That one, I've, I've never had the struggle with, with not uttering. I've, 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 I've never, ever had that struggle. Thank God. But in the Great Reset, ornamental hatred, five minutes hate, for a word about which no one is really upset is cause for greater concern than a powerful media company that has decimated their viewership. They have lost nine out of 10 viewers. Decimated themselves on the altar of entertainment as news, revealing the boss sleeping with employees, two employees seeking and some getting the opportunity to rape children, using their power as CNN employees. CNN helping to rig an election. Officials say a rumored report about a laptop once owned by Hunter Biden is, in fact, Russian disinformation. It's entirely discredited, and this network will not air it. Let's cut now live to this awful scene of Joe Rogan saying Planet of the Apes. Let's, we're running that again for the 15th time. And Julie, I just look at the face of this white student The disdain he shows for this gentle, nice Native American man who is simply drumming for world peace 
And as I look at the, the face of the white student, I, I can't help but notice the mega hat. And mega means hatred of Indians. It's in his face. And you have to ask, when he went to Washington, D.C., how long did he plan to go display his utter, complete hatred of Native Americans? Do you think that he celebrates the Holocaust of Native Americans? And if so, do you think he does that in a Christian church? This is CNN. In the end times. The good will be bad. And the bad will be good. And people will give themselves over to the empty promises of the world. And God will let them. God will say, enjoy or come to me. Now, the party's not done. (laughs) This is the so-called mayor of New York, and this is the focus of something coming up. As the Great Reset continues... You brought up your eating habits. I just want to clarify something. How often do you eat fish, and do you eat any other animal proteins? I eat a plant-based centered life. Some people want to call me vegan. Vegans eat Oreos and they drink Coca-Cola. I don't. I eat a plant-based centered life. And those who are the food police for me, uh, they can food police all the time. I eat a plant-based centered life. I eat a plant-based centered life. And I'm not going down that... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please don't do that yelling out stuff with me. I don't do it to you. Don't do it to me. Fair enough. I did a plant-based centered life. And I'm not going down this rabbit hole of what do you eat if you eat cake and it has eggs in it that you analyze it. I'm not doing that. The more plant-based you eat, the better and healthier you are. That is my question to those who are following me around in restaurants, wondering what, what I'm ordering. Listen, I'm not doing that. That's noise to me. I got to get New Yorkers to eat a plant-based scented life. <laughs> Man, uh, not only is that, is, is that a distraction, it's an indicator of what's to come. I said 10 years ago, we will live in an age where the party determines what you eat. They're going to use the same technique they used with COVID and the climate hoax. And they're going to start shoving fake meat down your holes. I have friends and listeners to this program who are vegans. My daughter is a vegan. I have no qualms with it at all. Force. But then there's this. I eat a plant-centered life. What? Can you... He said it five different times. I eat a plant-centered life. You don't eat a life. You live a life. You don't eat a life. So people are not just insane, power-hungry zealots for attention. They're also border on illiterate. (sighs) Wow. I feel like I owe you guys money. 
No, I just processed right in front of you. This was just a therapy session. Now I got to figure out if I can violate an NDA and apologize to a writer. Oh, by the way, no one said that following God is easy. It's very costly in the short run. In the long run, it's the only thing that's not costly. Next hour, the illusion of control. This is the Todd Herman Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and please be right with God.